That was intense. It adds a whole new definition to an immersive, an immersive experience. Welcome to Third Angle. Today, we find out how to feel in a virtual world. I'm your host, Paul Hames, from industrial software company PTC. In this podcast, we share the moments where digital transforms physical and meet the brilliant minds behind some of the most innovative products around the world, each powered by PTC technology. From meetings on Zoom to the promise of the metaverse, the time we spend in virtual worlds is only set to increase. But to feel truly immersed in that world, we need more than sight and sound. We need to feel. Actronica is a haptics company, creating technology that recreates the sense of touch on the skin so we can literally feel what's happening on our TV and on our computer screens. Today, we're learning about a vest they've developed that's set to change the virtual reality experience forever. It's called Skinetic, and our producer, Rebecca Rosman, visited Actronica's HQ in Paris to learn more and test it out. She met up with the company's CEO, Gilles Meyer, and CTO, Rafael Pajeski. Here's Gilles. The biggest organ in the human body is skin. You have uh, seven different receptors on your skin, and your skin is, depends for whom, but it's about seven kilos. <laughs> so essentially, it's huge. You know, it's bigger than your liver, and, and it's always on. You know, not addressing it is totally impossible in any type of metaverse, of, of parallel world, of you know, that you would like to, to emulate. So this is what we're trying to do with the torso being essentially the largest part of your body after all, you know, and this is where you have the most skin. So this is um, a must-have for any immersive experience. Haptics is all related to the sense of touch and then if you think about the sense of touch you have to think about the pressure applied to an object or to your skin then the temperature and then there is a third part and what we consider the most important one is the vibrotactile meaning that whenever you touch an object you can tell if it's warm or cold you can tell if it's hard or soft but the actual fine quality of objects is complex. It's actually impossible to, to perceive unless you start sliding your fingers on the surface. And that's where the small vibrations are going to be created by your fingerprints. They will create these small vibrations that will give you the information about the, of the quality of the surface. And you would immediately be able to tell if it's wood, metal or something else or plastic. And that's what we try to emulate with vibration, because we think that this part is one of the most important ones. In the next 10 years, uh, most interfaces are going to be enriched by some kind of touch feeling, you know, and then, you know, smell, taste are going to come, you know, and, so, and you're going to be totally immersed. You know, this is, this is essentially the, the direction of history. Things are going faster. We're able now to give uh, a sense of touch that is pretty close to reality. Until now, we had a problem because 
the computation speeds were not optimal. So the, the touch is the, the sense on your body that is actually the fastest. So you needed to have response times that were under 10 milliseconds. And now we, we are, we're able to do that so we can incorporate that sense of touch into interfaces. This is what we call a technological demonstration. Basically, you would be in VR and some avatars uh, will be circulating around you, shooting at you, throwing fireballs at you, uh, so that you can get some different sensations, how the, they can feel different, which is the biggest selling point of, of Skinetic is that you can actually make difference between different gunshots and, and fireballs and lasers, which is not necessarily the case for what you have on the market right now. So I have no reason to be scared. <laughs> Just gunba. Gun this, this is this also important, important to know that it doesn't hurt. This is how we imagine the fireball to feel like. But eventually a game developer can, can think of something else. We also strongly believe that eventually there'll be people specializing in that, like audio designers. They will just become a haptic designers. Along with the audio, they will design the haptic experience. It will become a part of a design process. Okay. All right, I'm tr gonna try this on. Looks like a ski lodge, and there's birds flying over. Okay, I see a, a, a person running from a gun. <laughs> Oops! Oh, I just felt something. I just yeah, got shot. Yeah. Uh oh! Now yeah, it looks like this is gonna be fireballs. Oof! You kind of feel, feel it go it around. I feel, I feel it on my back. Yeah. Yeah, it means that there's uh, one behind you. You don't even see it, but you know it's there because you got shot from behind. Right now we have wind. Now, oh, now it's hailing. The speed is getting <laughs> faster and faster. Oh, and this is—is is this an explosion? Like, this is the last one. Oh, but great! <laughs> oh my gosh! Propagating. I can almost feel a heat, and I know there's no actual heat coming, but it's my brain is doing something. Yeah. Wow, that was an experience. <laughs> real world everything is synchronized whenever you grab an object you would touch the, the object you would most probably feel and see the object and hear at the same time if you want to provide that immersive experience in the virtual world you have to be able to do the same because your brain has been trained for the whole life outside of VR so if you expect your brain to be tricked into thinking that it's a new reality, you need to respect the same laws. And the law would be that synchronization of visual sound and, and haptics. Regarding the, the library of effects, we basically design them by designing signals, have audio, audio signals that are within the haptic range, which is a very low frequency content. If you think about audio, this is a, a main difference between regular audio and, and haptics is that the waveforms are the same, but the frequency content is, is the lower end of, of, of that. 
And the other one is more of a synthesizers. So we create synthesizers that are meant to create very specific uh, effect, let's say fire, if you think about this, because we are focusing on rather environmental interactions as this is vest, this is not something you touch, it's rather something that is touching you. Uh, so if you think about fire, rain, wind, we have created synthesizers that have all these parameters that you can think of. If you think about rain, it's the raindrop size, intensity, kind of rain, this is a light rain, heavy rain, this sort of stuff. And we, we give you access to these, to these parameters and you can basically control them independently. And that's what creates that haptic vibration that then goes into the vest and we specialized it, that effect. Meaning if you think about the rain, it will drop on your shoulder when you stay straight, but when you bend, it will drop on your back. This is the specialization we provide which gives the extra immersive part to the experience as this is exactly what would happen in the real world. The most obvious and present place for haptics that are being used is mobile industry. It's, it's phones. Everyone has a phone with haptics in it. It's just that the quality of haptics that they provide is not up to the task. So meaning that even you have a device that is haptically enabled. It's just, it's the, the understanding of haptics was different from what it is right now. And the market will take time to, to catch up with the, the high definition haptics, how we call it. On our end, as a company, we've been working a lot with automotive. And this is the market that we feel is pursuing a good approach. We also work with people from the entertainment market. This is also uh, something that haptics can bring a lot because today going to a cinema is not the most obvious entertainment anymore. As there's Netflix, all these platforms, they, they want you to stay home and watch movies on your TV. And they have to reinvent the whole cinema experience to be something more than just turning on a TV and watching a new movie. cinema like experience oh, this is okay. uh, something we mentioned so you don't yeah. need a headset okay. but you will be able to experience uh, an enhanced movie watching movie experience okay. so I'll, I will just set it up okay. you can keep the vest so the basically the haptic content has been designed is not simply filtering low end of audio existing audio but being designed in the terms of the vibration and the specialization and we uh, provide software that helps designers adding haptic component in the most seamless way and the most efficient way. So the idea here is you're kind of like in the place of the characters that you're seeing on the screen. Basically two concepts that we you can exploit as a designer. It's a third-person view meaning that you are a spectator or a character. And, and you'll see a bit of, uh, of both in that sequence. Some as you, what you, we haptize what you see on the screen and some there'll be a huge chase scene at the end of that sequence. And this is more of a first uh, person, so the, the actually the character that is being chased by the creature. If you 
overuse haptics is also not the best idea. So we try to use haptics here in a intelligent way. So meaning that we have all these haptic silences where you just there is no haptics uh, because there is no reason, no good reason to to haptize anything. Because if you get constant vibration over the whole movie, it will be just tiresome and you, yeah, exactly. And and this is also the the approach that we have. So designing haptics specifically for the experience, not just filtering stuff. It gives that freedom, and this is a decision to update something, not just because the the audio is is the way it is. That was Gilles and Rafael speaking to our producer Rebecca. Now, to design Skinetic and bring the vision to life, Actronica has been using Onshape from PTC, our cloud-based computer-aided design and product data management platform. Let's find out more, and it's time to meet our expert, John Hirschstick, who heads up PTC's Onshape division. John, Actronica needs collaboration with its external experts and its suppliers. It needs that communication and collaboration to be seamless. How has Onshape made that happen? Well, Onshape helps Actronica collaborate with suppliers and experts, their extended team, in a really unique way through several key aspects of Onshape, maybe three aspects, I'd say. Access, sharing of data, and then management of change. So first thing, access. Everyone, anywhere on earth, can access immediately the whole system. We're the only, Onshape is the only system like this in the world. Runs in a web browser. So the first thing about collaborating with someone is they within a system, they have to be able to access the system. So everyone can get direct access to the system. Point two, collaboration real time. There's no copying of files. We all share the same master data. So models, drawings, assemblies, parts, all that stuff, anyone on the team can see and they see changes happen instantly no matter where they are on earth. Number three, change management, PDM. PDM has been a really kind of unliked system for many years. We have a new generation of PDM. You can manage the changes you need, versions, revisions, and so forth without any copying, without any locking. So those three things make Onshape perfect for this kind of extended group of suppliers, experts, and so forth. Now, before using Onshape, Actronica's teams faced many problems related to data management, you know, including unknowingly working on an outdated version of a file, for example. So how has Onshape fixed this? So Onshape has fixed uh, the PDM problem a big way. We have a new generation of PDM with Onshape. Yes, it does familiar things like versioning and release management. That's really good. But we do it without none of the old problems and a whole lot more power than what you had with old PDM. The old problems, meaning you can't trace activities, you can't trace individual edits. You just have a copy of a file. Well, what happened? I don't know. Maybe there's a few words of comment. With Onshape, you can trace every operation performed. Versioning, release management, we have that. And in some ways, it's more powerful because you can make custom workflows very easily. You can go back and version a state from the past. You can't do that in old PDM usually. If you didn't version it at the time, you know, if it's not a file, you lost it. So you've got all the things you need in PDM, much more power, none of the hassles of the old systems. And I think part of the reason that Actronica has been able to save, I think they report 15 to 20% of their time is because of our new generation PDM that's built into Onshape. And 
I'm personally really excited about what Ektronica is doing because I'm a big fan of augmented reality, AR. I think Ektronica's products are going to be great as part of augmented reality. I'm going to be excited to see people using Ektronica in augmented reality applications. I can't wait to try that myself. Thanks to John for his insight and to Gilles and Rafal for taking us behind the scenes at Ektronica's headquarters. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our bi-weekly Third Angle episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow PTC on LinkedIn and Twitter for future episodes. This is an 1860 production for PTC. Executive producer is Jackie Cook, sound design and editing by Oli Guillou, location recording by Rachel McDevitt, and music by Rowan Bishop. <laughs>